Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to Mastering the Storm, my Heroes of the Storm podcast on the Anchor.fm platform. I'm your host, Aldap, and I'm joined by... Wenzeltron. What's up, everybody? It's been a crazy week with Heroes-related news. Well, Blizzard news, probably. It's a better definition. Um, where do we want to start? Well, you know, it's been, you know, like you said, it's, it's as much as the, we have Battle for Azeroth out there, there's still <laughs> Heroes of the Storm plugging it away. You know. It's a game. <laughs> A lot of uh, you know, Reddit's still, you know, filling up the posts, and you know, so we have a lot to talk about. Um, you know, but one of the things we, you and I've been discussing offline is how's your BFA experiencing, and is are you getting any Heroes of the Storm time in? And the answer is no Heroes of the Storm, really, because yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like balancing a third job with I have school and I have, or not school, but school starting, but I have work and then I have. You know, what little game time I have and then, you know, other actual personal life things that when I was like, you know, in high school and stuff, I could play a lot more video games somehow. And uh, now it's a lot less common. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just hard to min max my time. And that's kind of why I got into Heroes in the first place is I could kind of like be super busy, but like still play a decent amount of Heroes in between everything. So. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for me, I thought I was going to be playing Heroes a lot more, and you know, because <laughs> I was, I was like, you know, the hype up to BFA, I was kind of like, meh. But I was super bad too. Me. But all my friends came back, you know, and I'm like, so now I want to hang out with my friends, and they're all playing World of Warcraft, so, right. and they all want to raid now, and all of a sudden that's all you're talking about. So you know, <laughs> not that that I'm going to stop playing Heroes, it's just that I'm going to curtail my Heroes. And I just heard that they had another 10,000 gold uh, mount, and so I can't buy that mount. Oh, what mount is that? <laughs> oh, it's uh, like the Season 1 reward um, with a wolf that's been reskinned. So oh, it's got, like, okay. It's like one of those gemmed elemental mounts? Yes, exactly. Okay, and, well, I'll have to buy that one you know, at some point. Well, I don't have 10,000 yeah, <laughs> gold because I haven't been grinding my hair. As a <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Mephisto coming out, I don't have 10,000 gold for that, so yeah. But I think what's happening is right now, I just want to make sure I have my raid spot, my um, right, mythic yeah. spot. So, and that takes time to get all the, the, the uh, rush to gear, gear. is, is yeah, important. So, um, and so you ha- and for me, I'm gearing through World Crest and doing the uh, Ball of Heroics. So I think by this weekend, we should start doing mythics. You oh, know, nice. So you're, you're, you're progressing quite a well. What is your eye level just for uh, placing? So everyone? right at 321. OK, so you're, you're, right you're pretty ahead of the game, I would say. I would say I'm probably on that. You're about about Mm -hmm. average for the person who's playing consistently and not. Because I'm only 303. So that just proves how much I've been, like, how slow I've been going. Every time I get on your Discord, you guys are having a ball. So that's all that matters. Oh, yeah, we're having fun. I'm I'm having fun. I'm not. I've been playing my DK, playing tank again. And I I enjoy playing in the tank and stuff. It helps get into groups faster right now since, you know, like you said, doing mythics is important. So, and yeah, just doing yeah. quest PvP, which is, is, it feels like old school WoW back in the well, day, kind of. And when I got on your, your Discord, it was like a revolving door of people. So it's like all your friends are coming back. <laughs> yeah. Too, right? so. Yeah. We have like a, a solid four to, five, four to five people that we can play. And I guess to talk about real quick is just the new island expedition is really yes. fun. And um, it, 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 someone on, I think it was Workhorse from the Heroes Hearth community. Or the, well, actually one of the developers of the website, he went on and tweeted at Blizzard, and he's like, hey, I see a start of an eSport with this, you know, and I actually really mm-hmm. agree with that sentiment. Is it, you know, in a 3v3 setting, it feels really nice 
Um, and it's got that kind of play-by-play action of like min-maxing content and things like that would be really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see about six months of that kind of like, you know, because we just still don't know how PvP is going to... Yeah, affect right the, now, the islands. PvP strategy. Yeah. Yeah, the PvP strategy seems to wait and see, kind of like, you know, don't don't overcommit. And then when the other team commits, then you go and you pounce them and try to take, okay. them, and take them out. Yeah, when they get so, stuck, wrapped up in doing something else, basically. Yeah, but to be honest with you, I think that this would be much more interesting to watch than arenas. I, I absolutely <laughs> agree, because... So, so one of the big like, things I, I have for heroes, like kind of bring it back, is I love heroes in the sense that you get a really visceral understanding of what abilities are being used at any given time if you know the characters that are being played, right? Like the spell right. effects and stuff are very stylized in the sense that you know what are being used, where if you watch like League or Dota or even um, Arena... Um, you don't really see the abilities being used. Like, all of a sudden, a hero takes damage and they're dead in, like, a, a blink of an eye, right? Right. Where, where in Heroes, you kind of see, like, okay, there's the engage, there's the follow-up damage, there's this, you know what I mean? It's, like, right. it's like really, it's not a tell, but you it's communicated in a very efficient visual way, which, I granted, there's some people out there that would say that's screen clutter because there's too much going on. But, personally speaking, I think that makes it more visual from an eSport perspective. That makes sense. So, and speaking of esports, uh, Dota International is ramping up or is in process right now. Oh, so man. that's the, you know, the most, the biggest prize pool in all of esports right now, which is you know, bit, oh, is it really? crowdsourced funding. Yeah, I know they're, they're, yeah. they're their model. I actually just learned about how they they, Dota like makes money and it's all, like crowdsourced animations right. or skins rather, not animations. It's this really interesting payment model, and I, I actually really like that. Yeah, my friends are even sending me that are not even into like playing that game. They're sending me the the, the articles that circulate in the popular media about oh, okay. you know, gotcha. how much. Yeah, but you know, there's been like on uh, Kotaku, there was a discussion about is the international good for esports? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's such a large price pool. It actually, um, and the way that uh, Valve takes kind of a hands off approach towards. Uh, uh, the game, the, the the esports side of it, that's themselves. Mm-hmm. There's there's a concern that this this really large price pool is not good for the whole Dota to e uh, esports scene. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. Whereas, uh, like with League of Legends and Here's the Storm, like from an and, overall health perspective. Right. They have this very healthy ecosystem where you have games all year long. The prize pools are mm. consistent. They're not as large as uh, international, but they, right. But there's a much more healthy, like people can develop a career out of this. Whereas people who are trying to develop tournaments for Dota, they're, they're overshadowed by the international. That makes so, sense. And it's a lot so, of teams, isn't it, too? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of teams. And not everyone gets paid. So only the top performers get paid in that. So there's a good and a bad, you know. I mean, it's good that it's crowdsourced and everyone likes it. But, the, you know, the, the one thing I learned in my MBA and my master's programs was sustainability. What, what makes a game or... Uh, something sustainable and you know these really large prize pools seem like they're sustainable but you know we are living in a very precarious age of the mobile environment yeah i know and it doesn't take much for people's interest to change you know and all of a sudden is that environment it can you sustain yourself or develop a career i mean the one thing you can say about starcraft even though it's not as popular as it was back in 2010 or earlier um it's still 
consistently draws and it still has a you know a consistent esports scene. So yeah, and it's been going on for ten years. So. I mean, there's a lot of player, a lot of people and casters that have come from StarCraft that now are big names in um, Heroes. I mean, right. I feel like Heroes and StarCraft are kind of synonymous at this point, almost like Hoswabs and uh, even Kaldor are like two of the bigger names from back then that have just yeah. migrated into this as their esport of choice, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think with like bringing it back to heroes, I do think heroes esports scene is, is getting rather healthy. You know, it's yeah, not, I mean, you know, we, st- we still have our artifact of the old, uh, roster apocalypse, whatever which I think should be it. dead at this point because most of the teams have sponsors at this point. So the yeah. teams themselves, or at least the sponsors, if they lose players, they're going to find out, you know, they're going to find ways to survive, so to speak. But what's interesting is I don't really think, I, you know, when I watch it, they don't really talk about the prize pool. You know, they, just, they talk no. about that they really focus on Winning. The, the games and the matches <laughs> and is North America better than uh, Europe right now? It's not about how much money people are making or how yeah. much, which, you know, might be a better, a healthier way to look at the game. You focus more on the game and not the money, you know, so... Um, you know, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I'm not a, you know, an expert analyst. <laughs> but I, I do, you know, we've talked about my opinion on roster apocalypse. I think we're beyond that now. I, I mean, agree. We have, we have changes, but overall, you know, I wish Dota their, their much success, and I hope everyone is watching it is having a great time, and they're seeing, they're seeing a fresh meta, and just like we see a new meta every every match or every week or two weeks. Yeah. But here's the storm. I hope they still they're getting that kind of excitement and discovery, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really. I wish we had a Dota guy here and say they can tell us if we're, we're barking up the right tree or not. Yeah, no, really. But some people. <laughs> some people the funny thing about esports was, you know, the gold standard is uh, StarCraft, Brood War, right? And the, that kind of like that static uh, meta that they had for so long. They said it was perfectly a perfectly balanced game, right? And mm-hmm. you know. But that also means that they weren't making any changes, like you know, for not a number of years when for Bird War, and but people seem to think this is like the gold standard of competition. It's like the chess of video game. But I don't know. I mean, I think people like to see change, and you know, and they like to see new strategies and stuff, and not the same thing over and over and over again. So yeah, I think for me, just looking at like, so like this is not for standard like you know hero league type play but from looking at it as an esport i personally enjoy the change because after you know for a while there it was like the you know the shimada brother show and it was like genji hanzo tracer or overwatch show even i guess and i those are fun those are high octane heroes that make plays and stuff but like i don't know maybe not hanzo because he doesn't he's not there like flashy i guess but like you know it just gets to be you know, whoever picks that hero first is most likely to win or whatever. It's like, but like after these most recent mid-season brawls, you really see a huge amount of diversity in play styles of the teams themselves where they have their own identities. And we talked about this a bit last podcast when they had the the Western Clash. And then last weekend was the Eastern Clash, which I didn't watch much because it was kind of predetermined and just the time slot that it appeared in was just not conducive to the North American region to be able to watch it at a <laughs> reasonable hour. Um, so I didn't really follow it, but I followed like highlights here and there and stuff. And it, it was interesting to see the changes um, 
from regional stuff, but it was it's just fun to see that teams are finally having like their own identities and there's not just like, you know, cookie cutter meta, I guess. You know, I think one of the one things about the Eastern Clash and the Eastern regions is that they definitely have a diff- their own style of meta. Yeah, anyway, I find that fun. <laughs> yeah. And so they've always seen the they have this kind of innovative or oddball meta you might want to call it you know whereas the traditional you know, kind of the more static metas coming out of europe and, and north america you know they're much more familiar heroes but it seems like they're always going in they're looking the the reinvent a hero in the eastern regions which think, is kind of cool i think eastern as, as a whole what they do is they, their meta is always very more high octane in the sense of like they 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 find one target and they're like all right that's our go-to right and then they blow that mm-hmm. one up and that's yeah, always, the Chinese bird. yeah it's the always Chinese bird. it's always been like that like even back in in the beta days they were always that Toronto murden style the instant blow up the you chinese know. bush meta is what they like to call it right yeah Where they everyone gets in a bush and one guy kind of baits them and then they kill them. yes yeah it's like, and it's always been like that for really long not for most of the time like it was only what was it when that fanatic one that they actually kind of, like, pushed, you know, the Korean teams to a point where they're like, wait, we can't adapt to this. And I don't know. Since then, it kind of light a fire under them, and they've been a little bit of a head. I don't, I don't know. We can't really say one way or the other because um, Team Dignitas is so powerful right now. And just looking at the respective winners of each of the branches, uh, they're, they're basically equal because they didn't lose a map, I think, for both teams. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so, this is the first, I believe, right? From from a regionals perspective, like yeah. Both yeah. sides, east and west, had a team that's clearly the number one. <laughs> yes. They're unstoppable, basically. Yeah. And, you know, um, the the one of the interesting things that's affecting us on Reddit, you know, with regards to esports, is we have a rule about spoilers. Like basically, okay, you can't really you can't really discuss the matches within the past 24 hours with that, you okay. know, uh, with, without putting spoiler tags and you have to be really, you know, kind of, you can't really put the results in your post t- title, um, result. And we have all these kind of rules around that and the mods themselves, we've all been having this discussion. Two of the mods are pretty passionate about, they want to get rid of the, of the spoiler, ma- uh, rules. And they want to, I, yeah, they want to, they want people hmm. to be able just to post what they feel, you know, because okay, I see it's that. happening live. And it, it kind of comes from the, the League of Legends and the Dota community themselves. They, they, I think they have a lot more liberal spoiler rules. And when you come to the heroes, our spoiler rules are based on rules from four years ago. So, right. Um, one of the uh, the mods, Lee Horn, he does, you know, he puts a lot of effort into getting the results. Uh, post on our Reddit forums, and he runs a website that kind of has the uh, running totals as well. So I think you might see within the next uh, couple weeks, you know, we might be relaxing the the whole spoiler okay. spoilers and um, um. I don't know. And I mean, I personally, I don't really care too much about spoilers. You know, I mean, I guess people just don't want to. They want to. It's like you know, don't tell me the score of the football game until because I want to watch it when I get home. Yeah, I don't know. And and I think that we live in a society now where you can get the spoilers now for if you have the mobile apps for esports. I don't really think it's necessary, and it does curtail some of the more spontaneous the spontaneity of reports. And one of the things you know that was big this weekend was the Genji. 
uh, thrall Lior combo where people were posting yes. their, you know, <laughs> but then it was being kind of like, you know, censored a bit because it's, you know, spoilers, right? So, so this is an interesting topic because I just, you yeah. know, when I, when I first heard about this, um, this combo, right? And there's a really good Reddit post that the reason, the, how I found out about this combo, which mm -hmm. was by Gen G. And, and then when I first, like, you know, when I watched the video, I didn't really connect the dots about it. And now that I think about it, it's actually a really sh interesting idea because Thrall, historically, in every other region is considered a solo laner, right? So when you have Leoric there, it kind of makes it even stranger because then Thrall is then considered a poke backline hero, right? Because right? he goes Crash Lightning, assuming. I mean, it's not necessary, but that's what's going to make him that backline hero. Yeah. So with yeah. so much self self sustain if he takes right. and so he so he can't be poked back really like most yeah. most backline heroes have issues getting poked out because they don't have self sustain, yeah. but most thralls build in with that extra self sustain at uh, four and seven and then the his sixteen talents are DPS increases but they still give you that sustain and I mean seeing the Sunder combo to an entomb at level twenty is just dirty it's just yeah. <laughs> like it's really Fresh. cool. Especially if the you know, he's got the, the entomb with the silence, right? So he's, exactly. They're slowed. They're silenced, and they're dead, basically. I mean, any, <laughs> I mean, any kind of like setup in that nature is you're basically dead. And you, the, the silence is just, you know, icing on the cake at that point. <laughs> and the thing about it is, is they, you know, it's not that you have to wait till level twenty. It's not like you're running with a bunch no, of specialists but, waiting for them. The thrall is pretty dangerous at seven, so it's like. You know, I mean, it's just if they do get the 20, it's guaranteed kind of like we're going right. to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the 20 is just like, it just proves that you can't fight this team at level 20. Or like if you, if that combo goes off, you're not going to survive it 90% of the time if they're able yeah. to execute properly, which is, granted, I think, like thinking about it, Leoric, I haven't played him a lot and I would like to play him more, but it's just, there's just other heroes that kind of, he's one of those weird heroes that seems like he doesn't worked super well right now in the overall meta of like heroes of storm a uh, hero league wise but in competitive play he works really well because of the entomb where people pay attention and they c capitalize on on it actually in um what i play uh you know silver on hero league he's one of my go-to's especially oh, for soloing yeah especially on three lane solar maps i can win with him um i find he's soloing easier yeah, like he split poked out like poked out is, is, my, yeah, he, is what my issue is. Well, you know, the thing about it, you know, you the way I play him is he's a split pusher. So, you know, I just right. go between lanes. I tell everyone to go stack his four. I'll take care of two lanes. And I'll show up for your team play, and I will help you win the team. And that's, that's assuming yeah. at level, like, uh, what is that, 13, you get the increased spirit? Yeah, you can do the whole shut. You can shut him down, or you can go damage build if you want. I mean, there's a lot of variety, but in the lower leagues, he's definitely viable. And he's he's once again because what do we do when we're trying to get out of lower leagues? We soak, right? Yeah, so, experience is king. Right. <laughs> we soak and we win team fights, and that's yeah. how we get out of the lower league. So he's one of the good ones. He's like a Malthiel, you know, with regards yeah, really to is. his ability. It's yeah. interesting. And, um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much. Yeah, I agree. He might. He's. It see him in the in the in the hero meta right now. It's you don't see him as much. Right. But you know, if you're your trick, your former trick esports, you know, <laughs> uh, tank, <laughs> you, you you still play him a lot. So it's, it's not it's not the diva pick. No. <laughs> um. So I guess that brings us to Gamescom, that's going on actually currently, 
So if anyone's been watching coverage, streams of like Emma Pally time, I think Chew8 is there. Is there anyone from Heroes Hearth? I'm assuming there's got to be at least one, right? Uh, you know, maybe, uh, um, I don't know if, uh, what's her name? Kyberries? Now having a hard time. Kyberries. I'm not sure if she made the trip, but she usually does. She usually does. So she, she was with Squadron be before. Yeah. Or is she, is she is still she, with them? She, yeah, I, I think she still does the Squadron things too. Okay. But either way, if you guys are checking their streams, you guys probably know a little bit about what's going on at Gamescom. So they announced the release of Mephisto, and they actually announced him early because everyone was leaking it. Uh, or at least there was some... It wasn't like a horrible leak, but it was like some Blizzard text that basically gave away what the most likely hero candidate would be. Yeah, the way it went down was they uh, they had a post on Twitter or something, and when you went to look at the uh, actual view source, you saw it said Mephisto. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, some, oh, it's so bad. Some top-level top detective work on, by some people or by just view source. Uh, Put on your Spectre yeah. Go-Go Gadget goggles or something. <laughs> I don't know so, why that, of all reference, came to mind. <laughs> so, but I think this is all part of Blizzard's master Diablo uh, re, you know, re, reinventing Diablo. I didn't even think about that such. because they're really moving in a high gear about a Diablo announcement. So maybe like for the Diablo 4-esque thing coming soon, TM, at BlizzCon. So it might kind of make sense. I didn't even yeah, think I'm about that. I'm not sure. You know, Diablo 4, everyone talks about it, but maybe I, I can't see them doing Diablo 4. What I, I see so. them doing is doing another. I think they're going to do what they did with uh, uh, Zul kind of, you know, uh, re rework, you know, where they, they introduce a hero or two mm -hmm. and maybe some new maps and stuff or a new story. But basically, I, I think you're going to see Reapers of Soul kind of expansion. Okay. Because, I, I mean, the engine's still there. It's still viable. I mean, why would you re why would you go ahead and rebrand the entire thing? Because there's just so much more tech out there. I mean, NVIDIA announced their new cards this week with ray what? tracing tech. Other tech news involved. But I, I'm super excited about that, by the way. I'm like a really big fan. You bring up a good point because it is a good platform if you're going to re-optimize re your engine or right. what have you. Because you leverage all the new stuff. That. Yeah. I mean, you're you're absolutely right, and I, I don't mean to downplay it. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> you know given, given like Blizzard's panache for like kind of regearing the engines the whole time, I, I don't. I, I'm not no, too sure about that. I feel I mean, like look, Blizzard look is, at WoW. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. They're, they're kind of they like to reach a broad of an audience as possible with as little hardware access as possible, I guess. And I think right. that's why the game was so popular. For, or has been so popular for so long and why games like even League of Legends are as popular as they are because so many people can play their games. You know? You can run around toaster. Yeah. Right. Even though yeah. that you hear like the weekly thread on Heroes now about, hey, the game's not optimized or anything. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know what is up with that because it happens, I've been seeing the, the FPS weird thing lately again mm -hmm. where, where, so what happens whenever you're near another player, usually enemy, um, your FPS drops to like frames like it's bad like it's single frames um and you could be fine like your internet connection is no big deal it actually happened to one of my friends that we play with um and the only thing that fixed it is he actually has to connect through a vpn um to play oh. the game this is in heroes right in heroes okay so so basically what it is is it's somehow in engine i think it's part of the rts engine that heroes is built off of from starcraft days is that the engine 
like your connection, the way the game connects you to the other players on the map is having issues like packet loss. Mm. And there's no other way around it other than like renew like there's some like however the trace route is being run. I'm not a network engineer, so I don't really know how this is working. But that's as far as I can understand it. Is there some sort of connection issue throughout through your from your place to the other person's place in game that's not getting through properly? Yeah. So Well, anything's possible, I think, but yeah. you know, giving giving you know what I've seen from Blizzard so far. You know how they continuously polish the World of Warcraft engine. How they continuously kind of tweak the Starcraft engines to kind of get what they want. I, I don't necessarily. I mean, there might be new gameplay elements within Diablo, but I can't really see them branding another Diablo. You know, for especially you know. I mean, I I think that it's more of expansion or bring us the Diablo more more so. My my goal is to basically give us Diablo WoW, like <laughs> some sort of like table like top down rpg esque like open world type thing instead of zones that'd be dope yeah. well it's funny because wild <laughs> things borrowed all stuff from legion and uh battlefield azeroth borrowed from diablo i mean the, the scrapomatic and, yeah. <laughs> the scrapomatic is basically the diablo uh mythic blacksmith the, myth, the mythic dungeons <laughs> yeah i mean the keystones i mean come on these are all diablo well, things it's honestly really while, so. it's honestly really fun to look at stuff and be like hey that's from wow or that's from like Heroes of the Storm. Like you see different things that, like uh, on the island expeditions, there's Gazlo, and like it's a legitimate mm -hmm. carbon copy of Gazlo from Heroes into WoW, mm -hmm. and it's amazing. It just makes yeah. me like really excited to see that. <laughs> um, but back, but yeah, back, back to Gamescom. But uh, back to Gamescom, you know, um, there's you know, it was funny. It's like all these announcements. Yeah, you, know, you. I think everyone had the pre. You know, they were kind of thinking about last year's Gamescom, where there was, a where big there was these gigantic reveals, and you know, it was kind of treated like. Was it Kel'Thuzad last year? Yeah, Kel'Thuzad. Plus, there was a number of reworks and a big skin skins. packs and an anime yeah. short. Yeah, I mean, so and what we got this this expansion was the hero announcement, a rework announcement, and a new map, a, re, a reskinning or a reworking of a map, you know. And right. I think you know from the Reddit community, there's a lot of disappointment. There was expect they're expecting, there was kind of like this hype. I think you know, and you know, I think when you have this kind of previous experience and you don't get exactly what you got previously, there is kind of this letdown. But mm -hmm. in Blizzard's defense, they seem to be they're they are starting to turn this into the road to BlizzCon. This is the Gamescon is the kickoff to the road to BlizzCon. So from this point forward, every week you're gonna see uh flashbacks to last year's BlizzCon and a lot of hype leading up to the next BlizzCon. Yeah. You know, so Blizzard's side turning this into a marketing event that's going to go for like two months. <laughs> I mean, I think you have to really look at it from like a dev point of view. So like all of the blizzard is basically been preparing probably for the last six to eight months for BlizzCon right. and BlizzCon and Gamescon, because they only can devote so much time to, to basically having content available to some degree to announce at the biggest event of the year. And with Gamescom happening right like the month before, you you either get a whole bunch at Gamescom or you get a whole bunch at BlizzCon, and that's kind of like give and take. Um, yeah. And, and just with the way things have gone, you'll probably see a bigger appearance of WoW or of, of Heroes this year, a lesser appearance of WoW because the game just announced. You'll probably just hear about like maybe the next raid or something, but it'll be lesser because the game has just launched. So they're not gonna have a lot of, whole lot to say. You know you know what I mean? It's kind of like you have to look at like where their dev cycle is across the board and then kind of you know 
be mindful of that, I guess. Yeah, and I think you know what I, my impressions of last year was. I felt that they 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 used Gamescom as like a really kind of a hero's launching platform. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was like to make hero specific content, not. Right. It was kind of a hero's love letter, um, and you know when it came to BlizzCon. BlizzCon, they had they they made a lot of announcements, but it was really focusing on the the the, the world championship. Mm-hmm. You know, it was I thought there was more of a focus. He had the hero announcements for Alex Traza and Hanzo, yeah, and Overwatch stuff. But really, it was you know there was very little in the way of details. And even with this, you know, here's the hero announcements. Here's kind of a preview of some of this stuff. But really, the PTR is not until Monday, so. We're not really going to talk about Mephisto or Hanamura no. because we, I mean, other week at the previews, but we haven't even had a chance other to than see. Other I'm it. excited to see how they play, yeah. but we don't know so, what they play like. But, you know, I think a lot of people, there, there's kind of a 50 50 on um, Reddit right now when it talks about Mephisto. You know, uh, you know, there's, a, there's a, I guess, a purist Diablo fan base that feels like his look and feel. He's being he's being retconned a bit. <laughs> you know, really? I love his look, I love his model. It looks amazing mm-hmm. to me. And yeah, I mean it's been kind of a little you know, but well, there's always a little bit of controversy. But you know, the my mind is we don't know until we get our hands on it and we look around and kick the tires. And then we have a week after that before we actually actually play it. So um yeah. so I think we're putting ourselves in like the September week of September fourth is when he, the the hero probably releases. Yeah, so. we'll give like a first impression esque thing next week then and then the week following will be live week and then three weeks later after september 4th we have the end of season three wow so that's quick uh so, i know so assuming that they're going to end it like that they're not going to extend it so then myself we get away to, from wow yeah and then we'll <laughs> figure they should start talking about if they're going to put the tweaks in for quick match you know balancing and right I, that whole loss forgiveness thing that they've talked about and potentially any uh uh player-based uh player-based matchmaking or performance-based matchmaking i feel like we're gonna see a little bit more about heroes matchmaking in general like that kind of stuff like how we're gonna make the game better period kind of is what i'm expecting yeah and i think that's what everyone's looking forward to hearing you know they want to see what what blizzard's gonna do to kind of make a team league type of environment more engaging again. Are they going to add dual leagues back? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I hope they do duos. Yeah. And I think people are looking for the things like the, what's it, um, uh, the, the cheer or the, the giving people like accommodations, you know, the, I think there's that aspect that people want to see as well. They, mm-hmm. they want to see um, the, the, you know, the whole group finder rework. You know, so there's okay. a lot to be yeah. put on the plate. Um, and yeah, you know, so we have another. You know, I guess you know I was a little bit disappointed personally because, like you said, it didn't meet my expectations. Right. You know, I like, mean, there was a whole speculation. And you know, with the matchmaking uh, AMA the week before, you know, I was expecting a little bit more commitment towards season three being, you know, performance based matchmaking. But you know, you got to go with the punches, right? You know, so, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's where we're at right now. Got to so, roll with it. So. I think we've covered most of the stuff. There was a couple other things like Roll20 uh, is back and they're in the European uh, uh, side of things now. Uh, that, should, that should play in your uh, your attention span because you like the European scene. So seeing, a role, seeing what was the leftovers get their sponsor now is pretty exciting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we saw, I think that leaves only like three or four, four heroes or teams left total that don't have sponsors, which is amazing. Because that was kind of like the Blizzard goal. Um, yeah, to get everyone a sponsor. Yeah, to have every team have a sponsored slot, which is cool. Um, we'll see how they do that if a sponsored team gets knocked out. But I think they, the rules are that the team that's sponsored just kind of absorbs the team that wins. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's, so that's fine. So, all right. Well, we've transitioned pretty much out of most of that news, and we can get into our, our, the Hero Lab. But we have yeah. to get bumpers, right? We yeah, we really play. do. Welcome <laughs> to Hero. <laughs> so uh what's interesting uh, so the past week the we chop had shop. um <laughs> yeah, the chop shop we had a Kel'Thuzad uh discussion on Thursday um and it's interesting because we had this Kel'Thuzad discussion and a lot of people saying no he needs to be reworked because he's too quest heavy and lo and behold today we get a rework <laughs> he gets a yeah, I know. Change, it's so. it's so weird I mean overall Kel'Thuzad I think the changes are perfect from what we saw I didn't really read mm-hmm. the hero discussion too much um, so I don't know if you want to do a, a summarization of that real quick. I think most people, oh, I broke Reddit, it says. <laughs> you broke I clicked, Reddit? I clicked, on a link, I clicked on a link and it says you broke Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have ended up on the other. Um, <laughs> the general consensus is that he's a little bit too too dependent on the quest. Right? Absolutely. If he doesn't, doesn't get his quest done, he's, he's kind of screwed, so. Um, and so there was some discussion as to can we make adjustments to that. Um, he's also very dive, you know, he's very vulnerable to dive, you know. So he's very, he's, if you pick him too early, he's easily counterable. Um, also, you have to be careful because if if you pick him as, if you pick that hero, he's a quest-dependent hero, you shouldn't be picking other quest-dependent heroes oh, in your draft, you right? Because you're, you're, you're gimping your team. So, um, so he doesn't pair well with an Asmodan. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, actually. I mean, he doesn't pair well with other mages, period. <laughs> right. But, you know, you get the point. It's like something yeah. you got to think about it. You know, hey, you're taking a quest here. Do you, you know, and it gets down to, I keep breaking Reddit. I hate when I break Reddit. Um, Man, it gets a moderator down to, breaking Reddit? What is this? Yeah. I'm clicking on the links out of Discord. That's my problem. So. Um, but yeah. But overall, overall, people like the design. They still love the concept of the hero. You know, they they still they're passionate about it. But like right. you said, you know, he's got, you don't see him in HTC much, and the reason why is because mm-hmm. you know he's he's a power. I mean, he does get played, but it's kind of a niche. He's niche a cheese pick, hero, and it's more you, of a, you have to have a he's hyper carry. Yeah. Because if he gets ahead, he gets really ahead. But if he's behind, he's very behind. Kind of like, honestly, kind of like New Chrome. It's very similar to New Chrome. Yeah, and there, that got a little bit of a buff today. I mean, I, th- I assume we're going to be doing the rundown of the patch notes. Yeah, we will. But um, so I guess we should just talk about what the changes were for today's balance then for Kalthazad. And kind of just roll into the other ones. Sure. Yeah, Reddit seems to be down right now. That's weird. Um, Technical difficulties beyond our control. It's not cooperative. We're going to have to wing it, man. Yeah, we have to, we have to go with it's it. Good, it's a good thing we don't have a large listener base. We're really disappointed. <laughs> no, it's okay. This, this is the stuff people like to hear because it's 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 real life and, you know, candid. 
<laughs> um, but no, like, I think Kalthazadze, what they did for the balance notes is they, they changed his level one bonus and made him a, or basically wrapped a baseline so all of his ability abilities have lower cooldowns across the board. And then after that, you get the ability to use Glacial Spike. So it's now a talent instead of a baseline, which is really cool, I think, from, from that perspective. Like, you get this ability to um, kind of have a, like, your playmaking ability with Glacial Spike as a baseline instead of wasting a talent on it if you're not good at it and, like, forcing yourself to learn it, which I guess has its own, like, thought points there. Like, see that as you like. But I think it's important that you get, like, that option for hero, like, for players to kind of have the skill there and available to them at all points rather than when you deem it necessary. It kind of, like, increases the flavor of the hero, I guess. Agreed, yeah. And I think that I liked that change. I think, you know... Um you have to make a decision at seven before, you know, are you going right. to you know, bump your damage or do you have a guaranteed uh, place to put your chains? And so I think that getting a baseline now is, is, uh, is good. You know, and, Plus if you didn't have an easy way to combo, you were right. kind of screwed before. Like if you didn't take glacial spike. So I, I'm good with these changes, you know, and plus the small, the, 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 the kind of the, the talent reworks. Of course, I, I, I'm playing it from memory right now. Right. Until yeah. I go find it on. <laughs> so then the other hero we had a discussion about was Tarande. Uh, and of course, everyone. Which is ironic. Because <laughs> it gets a rework like yeah. a day later. But uh, it's funny because, you know, I, you know, these like we're trying, we're getting towards the end of the hero's. You know, we've covered like 60 or 65 out of the 70 or 80 heroes mm -hmm. of Heroes of the Storm. So we're getting down to like the last 10 to 12 heroes. And so Tarande was one of the ones that, you know, haven't been picked yet because hasn't really you know, seen a, a large presence in the Heroes of the Storm, uh, in the uh, HTC. And so, you know, I kind of I, I kind of was like between choosing that or uh, like Lili or or one of the newer uh supports but i said well you know trying to they, she gets a thread every couple of weeks and so why don't we just I was gonna say yeah thing. she she's kind of uh she's got a soft spot in the community for a lot of players i think a lot of players love her from yeah. before yeah and i think what you know most the what most of the comments were is like you know in a quick match setting she's you know she's fun to play you know because right. she is really an assassin with a capability of healing and, you know, so a lot of people were discussing, you know, is she in a good space? A lot of the the grandmasters who pick her, like Righteous Nikki, Righteous Nikki. <laughs> uh, that's where we see his videos. That's how he, how he introduces himself. He has this high, like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. The Righteous Nikki voice? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's European, so he's got that kind of uh, heavy Okay, heavy. got it. But uh, you know he's only, he's really prolific with his with his um, his videos, and he plays Tarande a lot as a grandmaster. And he even commented on the hero discussion. He's like, hey, "Thanks for including my post." And he like went on like you know that's like, cool. I like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting famous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to spotlight people in the community that have you know a lot to say. I mean, there's a lot of heroes in the game, and there's a lot of people, um, you know, yeah. they're just to say like. There's a, there can be a lot of groupthink if you pay attention to the HGC meta about what is good and not good. And so, you know, it, when you you can have an opinion about Toronto if you watch a lot of ACC and be like, she's not the great. But then you can find 
someone out there who's really good with her, like Righteous Nikki, who who can play him at Grandmaster level and still win games. So you can't throw a, a, any particular hero out just because of your limited experience or limited lens, I guess, is an, the important point to take away from it. Yeah, and to be honest with you, the, you know, the hero discussions are for the community. Yeah, Everyone right. should be able to, whether you play him or don't play I mean, you get some comments like, I like him, I've tried to play him, but I'm not good at it. You know, so yeah. that's fine. That's a perfectly legitimate comment. I, I like people that weigh in and, and like that. And then you get the guys like there's this guy, Lehorn, La, yeah. who's not not our mod, but Oh, he's a different one? He's, he's, yeah, he's really it's like one letter off. It's like... <laughs> And so I always get confused because I'm like, is it? No, That's hilarious. So, yeah. So anyway, he makes these really long posts and he, he takes every point that I put in the framework and just kind of bullets it out. And so. That's awesome. You know, you could, yeah. So you get, you know, I, I like the fact that we, we're not dominated by the pros coming in and just telling us what they think and what they know. Right. You know, it's everyone's kind well, of. Well, that's not the point either. Kind of, because it's right, not exactly. making the game for the pros only. They're making the game for everybody to play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it's really good when you do get, like, you draw their attention sometimes. Some of these small content creators like you who, you know, or not say small, but, you know, content creators, no, you know, I like getting sure them involved. <laughs> it's for sure small, and I don't come out with videos nearly as often as but I should to be Your opinion is just as valued as, any, oh, as no, anyone yeah. else because you, you're, you're saying, hey, here's what I think, here's what I know, and here's I how, mean, you know, here's why and you share it. it. And for so, and you know, for someone who just, like, goes to YouTube and says, how do I play this hero, and your video pops up, it's a guide whether yeah. they it's you know and it hopefully it resonates with them yeah. and, and inspires them to play i mean it's i mean i guess a good example of that is pally time like the, he's not grandmaster level player but he's able and he plays almost specifically quick match in his videos and people still gravitate he's i think he's still technically the biggest youtuber for heroes of storm in general and yeah. you know that's how I got started. It's right. like you know, that's, wasn't what, that's why I. That's why he's the one I started watching when I first did it, and then, um, I mean, since then I don't really watch other people's videos anymore because I don't really want to taint my viewpoint from other people's. I guess mm -hmm. it's kind of a weird creator bias, but um, I want to look at it from my own lens instead of everyone else's. Like if I want to like get impressions, I, I look at grubby stuff maybe. But yeah, I think it's important that we we all have our own points of view and don't really focus it onto one person but then you know once the community comes up to a consensus you can kind of build off it better there yeah you know what's interesting is i guess with not paradox he's been kind of influencing my play style because he does play hero league and right, he does yeah. kind of discuss like how a certain hero plays in the meta right now like he had an arthas video the other day and i play arthas and i was like oh this is cool he's playing mm -hmm. him as a soul leader and as a counter pick to like Art uh Artanis. You know, I was like, well, that's really cool. And I didn't think about it. And he, his build was oh, like, oh, yeah. I mean, sense. that totally makes 100% sense. And I didn't even watch the video. And I, I totally understand his thought process there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, these little videos that do inspire. And I mean, probably time to his credit, you know, he still comes in and he still surprises me with a video here and there. Yeah. Um, I think he's been trying to diverse, diversify to some he, degree. He plays a lot more on Twitch now. Yeah. Because so, of just yeah, because streams. Of the, yeah, the YouTube revenue stream kind of dried up for him and stuff. But Which he still fair. does the videos. Yeah. Kai Berries is also another one. She's constantly uh, 
you know, she's being prolific as well, trying to get a video out every day or two or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I, I applaud them. You know, this is you know one of the reasons why I got involved in Reddit is, well, here's the story that is learning. You know, I'm not here to post memes. I'm not here to <laughs> my superior player knowledge. It's here is to teach and to learn. And like I said, you know, um, you know, Rachel Sneaky, another guy who he plays a lot of Toronto. I was glad to feature him in the video. There was it was kind of hard to find an instructional video on Toronto. It was a lot of gameplay videos, but not yeah, a lot of. And I, I can totally see that. Yeah. And you know, tomorrow or yeah, tomorrow I'm going to be doing Lenara, and unfortunately, how we work. So there's a lot of how to play Lenara and what build works and that stuff. Um, so we'll probably see a lot, uh, a lot more of the prescriptive rather than descriptive. Okay, uh, gotcha. Play. Yeah, of that, but um. Yeah, but back to the whole Kalthazad uh, discussion with regards to... Yeah, we well, tangented pretty hard there. <laughs> well, I think we tangented down to Toronto, so I'll get back to the whole yeah. Toronto. She's not really a healer, but the rework is going to make kind of refocus her back on healing. And one of the... What she's going to bring is a global heal. I love that idea. Have, yeah. I love that idea. So um, that's really, and I did find patch notes uh, for the, if you want to break down some of the other stuff, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that how that changes. I think a lot of people like playing her, so the fact that she's kind of be kind of like an Anna with a global heal is back. I think they're going to tweak back the the owls and the damage. Yeah, basically, I think her what people on the Reddit I was looking earlier today, they said the auto attack damage is going to go scale back by like thirty three ish percent, which is pretty big. Yeah. For for a hero that's kind of been in this weird, like, assassin support realm for a little while now. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's healthy for the game because when you have heroes that are like on the borders of roles, people in the community get confused. And then you have this weird divergence of opinion that people get upset about and say you're throwing games because you're not playing it like X, which means you're not playing it like I should. Or like you, I do, or I've seen, or whatever. You know what I mean? Too much, yeah. too much variability means bad for everybody because no one knows how to play with it in a game that right. has so much diversity already. Um, so, that being said, the other point I want to make is that people were getting upset about um, Mephisto and he his ability to have a global alt. The which I forget what the name of it is, but basically every hero on the screen on, on the enemy team will take a damage. They get revealed and take damage after a short duration. Um, so everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's so stupid! Why would ever like why would you ever give a hero the global alt kind of thing like that?" And and so this is a, a way to counteract it. Um, but granted, we haven't seen an ability because Shadowstalk is going to grant stealth again too. Uh, we haven't seen any a way of of like the new stealth changes going in to right. to effect. So the so the Stealth to me is cool, but a little gimmicky because since you can see heroes in stealth, but I think it could work because you're untargetable by like auto attacks. There could be some kind of neat um, skill matchup stuff to like from a coordinated team by giving a, a like that kind of ability. Right. So, yeah, because before you saw like the old school ETC, like, you know, stealth cow mosh pits and stuff like that which were hilarious but I don't know how viable that is as a long term strategy right she basically stun 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 you know <laughs> and would she could pretty much hold a tank she could stun like a tank you know right in her, in her 
current form. In the new form, she's back to being a support with a global heel. Um, I still think she'll be a niche pick, but you know who knows? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, so who knows? I mean, uh, teams that don't need as much healing, but you know her spells, her spell shields and stuff like that. They might, you know, it's she could be like a, a weird Deckard in a sense, also. Mm. Um, yeah, because she still gets she'll get the the cooldown reduction still. Right. Right. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see like next week and and, and back on the PTR and and in live yep. how these these changes affect. I do think there's going to be like a hot and cold community. There's going to be the ones that have gotten used to playing Ares and Assassin and not going to like the new changes. I mean, that's like and then there's going to be the people that don't know how to play her as a support. They're not going to know how to still play her as a support. They're going to say she sucks because she doesn't have as much help throughput. Right. You know, so but we'll see. You know, I mean, that's like, like me. I used to love Leork, and since he got changed, I have no idea really. Like, I could play him. But he just doesn't mm-hmm. feel the same anymore to me, so I just shy away from him because he doesn't have the same identity or playstyle that he once had for me. So it's just like a little myth. Well, once again, you know, mm-hmm. he's a team-focused hero, right. and he can solo lane. He can do his his mouthy owl, you know, pretend kind of thing. Shenanigans. Um, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. He can then you know, use to kind of uh, put a permanent. Uh, a damage debuff on the enemy team and keep them slowed and contained. You know, so I mean, that's his role. I mean, he's better. He's better right. in a coordinated team. I think. You know. So. All right. I think yeah, I've had some that stuff. to death. <laughs> well, <laughs> go, going down today's patch notes, there was the crummy uh, buffs, which were know. warranted since last pad podcast. We mentioned that she had the worst win rate in the game, which I assume is still the same or if not a little bit worse. I think I checked earlier this week and that was like 36%, I believe. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's really bad. Yeah. Um, so, so they've given her, they've given the damage increase to Q by 15. Um, the dragon's breath uh, has been increased also by about 30 damage. And she, uh, bronze talents now has a bonus attack damage of 125%. The change from 100 so the auto so tag is negligible at best, mm-hmm. but the other damage I think is meaningful. Oh yeah, um, scaling it, they're scaling it back up. Right, know. yeah. Um, but people are still complaining. Really kill people as easily. Right. So people are still complaining. She has to get too close in order to get be effective now. That's I, the, the complaint I, on the red arrow. I, I mean, so. I agree, but also like she was too far away. Like, we we kind of beat this to last week too, and. Her identity is a little mixed at this point. Like, what kind of mage is she? Um, and that they should have done one of the changes, not all of the changes initially. So, yeah. We'll see. They'll probably be tweaking her for a while now to find her sweet spot again. And then they'll probably break her at one point again. <laughs> and something mm-hmm. will get reverted, but we'll see. Well, who so are the other... In- so these increases were about, what, 5% yeah, across the board. Yeah, it's nothing crazy, but... Yeah. So then, you know, Kel'Thuzad got his kind of, yeah. he got a, like a bit of a rework. Micro so, rework. Uh, his, so his Death and Decay is, uh, has a five second cooldown from from six, and his damage was increased to 82. So he's, his Q got a little bit, his Q got a buff. His Frost Nova cooldown reduction is down to eight seconds from 10, but his damage was reduced from tw- uh, 212 to 180. And then chains from Kel'Thuzad, cooldown is reduced to 10 seconds from 12, but it can no longer be used on structures. This is why they baked in the baseline of the... um, Glacial Spike. 
glacial spike. I love that and, change, by the way. And then the duration is down from four seconds to three. So um, that's a 25% reduction there. Um, Master of the Cold, the trait, uh, first reward no longer grants cooldown reduction, but the second, the, the first reward, uh, the first reward now grants the glacial spike. Um, so when you get, what is it, 10 stacks or 15 stacks? It's 15 yeah. stacks is the first and yeah. 30 is the second. Right. And then um, his uh, his heroics frost blast damage increased from uh, 110, 100 to 115 and minimum speed increase from 1 to 5. Uh, and so this matches the speed of a pyroblast, basically. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, I like that because before it had that really slow windup that just kind of felt bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like it's a fun heroic and I like it as like a team setup kind of ability, but I think it was just a little too slow that allowed the enemy team to spread out too fast. Right. So now it's not. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of excited to see how that plays out because it might actually be used as a team fight all like a kind of like a mini earthquake. And then if you take the level uh, 20 upgrade, it'll just be silly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they also buff, they uh, made changes to Shadow Fisher. It's not really a buff. They reduced the damage um, by 40 uh, from three, 400 to 360. I think that's just but an optimization buff. Yeah, but they also reduced the cooldown from 20 to 16. So I guess once you complete your quest, it goes out even faster. 20 then, to 16, huh. Yeah. So yeah, you know, and then of course the twenty if you take the uh, the upgrade, you just keep spamming, yeah. And then mana cost reduction is from sixty to forty five. I wonder why they nerfed damage but moved up the cooldown. Right. Yeah, balance team. Yeah, they have their reasons. yeah, they have their own math on their end. I'm just curious. I just don't know what what it's doing math wise. So that. So the talent changes they made was um, at level one, the, brass, the the Blade of Frost, the W build, the bonus damage has been increased by 25% from 50 to 75. So it basically negates uh, the nerf, right? Right. And then um, level four uh, strip shields, you know, shield amount increased from 120 to 128. So it's a, he's, they're, they're stripping. He's a little bit more effective at getting the shields off. Is he the only heroes. hero that has shield stripping ability still? Maybe Varian. Varian's the only other one. Yeah, I thought Varian does, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're at level 7. They removed the, uh, the Glacial Spike. is removed. They added a new talent called Ice Cold. This is, reduces the cooldown of Glacial Spike by 5 seconds and increases the damage by 250%. I think that's interesting. I like that change. And then um, Accelerated Decay, which is the Q. Bonus damage decreased from 25 to 20%. Then at level 13, they made a change. Uh, uh, chain link, uh, the E ability, now only requires one hero to be pulled by the chains, not two. And the cooldown reduction has uh, uh, been increased from four to five seconds. Um, AC Grasp, the W talent, it has a new functionality. It increases the slow frost damage by 10%. And each time Kalitha's ideal damage, the enemy hero that that are slowed by frost never its duration is increased by 0.5 seconds so it keeps stacking and slows oh that's so a lot of slowing potential so you 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 have a rainer with you and you're gonna own things <laughs> <laughs> so it seems full like, full of pepper full and full of pepper so you know <laughs> it seems like the, it seems like the developers read my Kalthazad here discussion and they said you know it's time for the uh the balance, for the <laughs> balance. Pat your, shameless pat on the back 
Yeah, I think this has been, it's been in the works for a while now. I think a lot of people know that he needed something, you know, like yeah, I said. Yeah, well, because he doesn't yeah, fit yeah. In, in the overall, like, there's just better mages. Because he, that, like you said, the talent, it, like, the breakpoint because of his baseline quest just makes it hard. Because if you're not able to stack, like, because enemy team cannot play it, basically. And so you just become a useless hero. Yeah, you know, and I kind of wonder, is he going to be the new crony? You know, I mean, he can be really oppressive, especially once he completes his quest, you know, so... Yeah, I think they did a good um, job damage -wise. with the normalization, though, because by not letting the structure, since you always have access to the pillar, um, be chained, it kind of makes it okay in that yeah. sense. Because, like, if you could still chain the structures and a pillar, like, that's a little ridiculous baseline ability there. But because it's been removed... I think that kind of balances it pretty nicely because then it kind of makes, instead of taking the easy way, you can take, you know, you have to be a little bit more skilled and crafty, but you're not as, like, you're still incentivized to complete your quest ASAP, but it's not, mm, it doesn't feel as difficult, I guess, is, is what yeah. I'm... Well, yeah. And and this is going out without playtesting, though, because I'm just trying to, like, visualize how it works well right yeah i mean if you're you know if you're landing your your combos enough you should get 10 to unlock unlock the spike right away so it's not yeah like i mean totally 15 hits ganked. is not really that hard if you're in the four man right you know w e and in the in the yeah you know, at the scrim in uh, the beginning you should at least get five stacks right there so mm -hmm. <laughs> right yeah you know so Ideally. yeah I'd, I, I'm going to miss the chaining on the buildings because that was one of my favorite things to do is chain a building and then get a guy behind it. <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> because, you know, they, they expect to be safe and they're actually not safe because you're... <laughs> I also like to get the kills sometimes, you know. They, right, they, they run it. behind the... <laughs> and all of a sudden you're just but, like, uh, nope. So moving on, Rainer got a, you know, got some nerfs. His, what they did was his base attack damage, they increased it, but then they... Uh, the basic attack damage damage scaling got reduced. That's from, important. So basically, that's super important. So his attack damage, yeah. So his attack damage went from ninety two to one hundred three, which is about a five percent increase. Um, and then a basic attack damage scale uh, went from five to four percent. So a little Thank bit in the upfront. God. Yeah. So I think that was the number one thing most people were expecting earlier. Absolutely. Uh, I was so not expecting this late, but the fact that it's here now is is really good because. He, that was the highest auto tech scaling damage in the entire game, and I don't know why they actually did it. But basically, late game Rainer, if you get like level twenty or plus, his auto techs just become so oppressive. It's just yeah. And and then no, level one, you just can't okay. do anything about it either. Yeah. So. And then level one, they they nerfed Ace in the hole. It's it's finally twenty percent down to fifty percent. So we went from all the way from thirty percent down to fifteen percent. So. Level thirteen, they uh, they um, giddy up the W ability. Uh, the bonus damage movement speed has been reduced from ten to eight percent, so he's a little bit slower now. And level sixteen, paint them red. Q healing done from the penetration round has been decreased from a hundred to ninety percent. So basically, this is what everyone's been calling for. So we'll see if this normalizes him. Um, and I still think he's going to be a bannable first ban or win the first uh, the first phase of bans. But you think so? I still think so. I don't think it, you know, I still think people are having a good time playing them, especially in lower leagues. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, it's in Hero League, uh, in Grandmaster or Master, it, se it seemed like you saw a lot more people playing Rainer because there was other oppressive heroes. Right. So I think this is definitely going to, you know, I still think you're going to see 
uh, gold to silver is still playing, banning, trying to ban Rainer at first. But I still think this kind of increases the priority of banning Asmodan more now. Absolutely, because uh, Asmodan didn't really yeah. see any changes. Yeah. He did receive some, which we'll get to in a second. Then Tychus, he got a basic attack damage increase from 48 to 50. That's um, interesting. Yeah, like a one. Yeah, and then his level 16 uh, lead rain Q, it's slows increased from 20 to 30%. So, you know, nice to get back. You know, Tychus, he, you know, he, he gets nerfed a lot, and then he gets these little little increases. He's like stealth there, buffs. So. It's kind of strange with Tychus. Yeah. You know, well, most still, people don't see him viable because of his attack range and stuff, but... Yeah, but still, when you have a double here... You have a double warrior comp, you know, he's still on, he's still one of those ones you pick. I think he's really good so, against Durell. Yeah. Because so just like a quick little thing here. Durell likes to just be in enemy's face, at least in, in non non organized play. She can get away with a lot just being in, in the face of heroes. And I had to sneeze, but I muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> um But uh, basically she gets away with a lot of stuff just like playing in or out of range and she doesn't really take poke damage all that well. Like she can take it like, but if you have a Tychus and he just activates your trait, you have nothing to stop that. And you're just going to take a lot of damage if you decide to deal with that. And I've actually had that happen to me before where I'm just like, uh oh, Tychus. And then you just like, as long as you're mindful of it and you bait it out the trait, you're good. But like, it's a really solid counter at least, in my opinion. So, just one thing yeah. to know about Tychus. And the more they stealth buff him like that, the more value he's going to get, because it's, it's still a double tank meta, regardless. Yeah, I think he, him, you know, he has a good spot right now, and, you know, on certain comps, certain maps, and, you know, he definitely, and, you know, I think he's, I've played with a lot of good Tychus players, and they, I'm not a Tychus player, you know, but the ones that I play with, I'm, like, you know, amazed at how effective they are. Oh, yeah. And how they can, you know, they can, they can basically take someone from 100 to zero pretty quickly, so, you know. Um Next. Moving on to uh, Asmodan, he got his level one, his greed uh, Q. So upon cross completion, um, the 20% damage bonus now applies to non-heroic tar targets, not just minions and uh, mercs. So that's a slight change. And then Wrath is Q also. The quest completion bonus damage is increased from 100 to 75, reduced from 100 to 75 damage of the annihilation value. So a small debuff there. Um, level four, the health forced armor. Uh, the armor bonus reduced from 30 to 25. And level 16, his total annihilation Q damage reduced from 5 to 4%. Uh, the target's maximum health. So there's a uh, slight da damage reduction there. Hmm. Um, and his Hell Rift E Demon Warrior buff uh, duration reduced from 6 to 5 uh, seconds. So That's some buffs, some nerfs. Kind of normalizations like, happening, basically, yeah. is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Good changes, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, moving on, uh, Decker Kane, his uh, Ancient Blessings got a re uh, kind of a nerf. Uh, damage reduced from 68. Uh, damage reduction is reduced from 68 to 62 percent, and his healing reduced from 100 to 90. Which he got a he got a slight nerf a couple weeks ago. So they're constant. They're kind. Of, I think they're just trying to. Everyone's taking Ancient Blessings now, so they're trying. Yeah, I was gonna to say that's the uh, go-to talent at 13, and it's just it's just really good. Period. It's it's still the go-to talent. Yeah. Oh no, you're right. Uh, you're not wrong at all. Yeah. 
And then personal revival, healing is increased from uh, 30 to 35%. So they're just trying to make the, the Q build somewhat viable for that or superhero potions, superhero healing potions. Um, the bonus is increased from 75 to 80%. So they're just trying to you know, make the level 13 talents a little bit more attractive. And then level 20 bottomless flask, they re, uh, recharge time has been increased to eight seconds for those healing, the, the, the healing pots to repop. Once again, you know, um, I guess a lot of people were picking the Q build, so they were trying to, you know, kind of oh, trying really? to normalize that a little bit. Well, I don't, but, you know, I think if people that don't, they just want to play Decker as a pure heal bot, uh, that's the only thing you can do. <laughs> I see, I see him as more of a kind of a support. Uh, uh, he's a CC healer to me. Support? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's got utility, and I play more utility moves. He's, he's all about yeah. those roots and slows. So Lily, she got a little bit of a rework, uh, a little bit of bounce change to her W build. The the serpent no longer has a cast time. Um, and there were bug fixes, by the way, for yeah, casting doesn't while cancel moving. the uh, yeah, doesn't doesn't uh, cancel existing move. Uh, level thirteen or gale force E blind duration has been reduced from uh, from one to point seven five seconds. Eh, I think that's probably a good change because that's really what she's there for is to continuously blind and slow targets so that they get killed. So Yeah. Um and then level twenty or Miss Weaver. And I you believe it or not, I took Miss I I like to take Miss Weaver a lot. Uh oh, really? reduced from sixty one sixty five to one forty nine. Yeah, just another heal, you know. And yeah, I guess she doesn't she doesn't have a lot of healing right. utility. Um, Morales, uh, the healing beam is no longer canceled based on move orders, and safeguard no longer cancels existing move orders. So, pretty sure. Uh, Stugoff, he got um, a health increase from 1682 to 1765. So, that's what they've know. adjusted that a lot, by the way. Yeah, five percent, and then his regeneration from health went from 3.5 yeah, to 3.2. Yeah, they just normalized that across the board to just match the amount of health they have. Yeah, and then uh, his basic attack damage has been increased from 249 to 261, like another 5% tweak. Um, vigorous uptake, the trait, uh, healing, uh, bonus healing has been increased from 25 to 30%. So that that's definitely a buff for him. Yeah, I like that change. He's been, he feels a little weird now with this change. I don't know if it's bad or good, just different. I'm going to skip over White Bean for now. I want to get, I just want to cover Sonya and uh, Artanis, and I figure we'll yeah. just, we'll end on... Uh, that's fine. Uh, white mean. Yeah, that works. So Artanis got a his psychotic energy level four. They increased the armor from fifteen to twenty, and his plasma beam and twenty trait uh, damage increased from sixty to seventy. So yeah, I think that you know his uh, his shields, you know, his armor was you know the, he still needed some armor in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And damage is also you know always a little bit. <laughs> Always welcome on the uh, tennis the front. Then Sonya, the shattering, yeah, level four shattering ground sp- splash damage bonuses increased from seventy five to one hundred percent. So those Sonya means that I've been feeling kind of jilted. Uh, I think they're going to like that. Um, it also probably adds a little bit more talent diversity. And the level sixteen uh, giant slammer W uh, new functionalities seismic slam and basic attacks deal one point two five percent of the target's, target's maximum health as bonus damage. So we're bringing Sonya back to give you know, to have a little bit more damage. <laughs> Interesting. Um, also, last week um, that wasn't really included in the balance times, but they did fix the bug where people were not able to move when they get into a match and they lost all the match points and stuff. So they oh, did, really? They finally addressed that. Yeah, that was addressed. 
Um, is, uh, I'm just looking through here, uh, the, the things that were fixed. There was just a slight bug fixes, fix an issue that caused damage reduction, visual effects to persist indefinitely, and hero abilities and talents. Cassia fixed an issue that could cause Valkyrie to fail to pull the target. So yeah, this is kind of big because I've you know you see a lot of Valkyrie players that uh, Cassia players take Valkyrie and they would you know they would put their Valkyrie. I think I have seen that before where you're like, oh, yeah, that should have hit and it doesn't. Yeah. So that's huge for the kind of the Cassia players. Um, well, this is a quality of life. Yeah. Uh, Kalthazad, they fixed some confusing wording on the tooltips for um, the hidden cold talent. Um, so let's get to the talk about white main. I think you know the general consensus right now is white main's a bit overtuned. Um, yes, her win rates are pretty high. She's banned a lot. So um, the the first thing they changed was the clemency passive cooldown reductions have been increased from three to four seconds on level one. Uh, the clemency talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems like it's a pretty. Yeah, it seems like it's called for. You know, in my opinion. Yeah, because everyone mean, was everyone was taking the Q build. So. If you have too much, they decrease the cooldown, so you don't have as much now. Or increase um, it. Passive cooldown reduction is increased. Increased. Oh, okay. So that actually makes it even better to take that. A lot of yeah. the pro players were saying that, or like even Master of the Storm was saying, take clemency just because of the the additional healing it in PVE, and then. Sweetening the deal even more by getting a reduction on your W yes. period is really good. Uh, the one thing I, I do... I missed that there. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why he was confused for a second. I want to say... Uh, try to clarify. But the, the one thing I do want to say, though, is I would like to see the, the cooldown of Clemency be, be on a separate button, like into the Freya's on Garage, mm-hmm. and have a separate cooldown. Because that feels kind of bad, where you have to kind of choose between the damage portion or the heal portion... Right. You know, that makes you, sense. Because, like, because you, I, I don't know. To me, I'd rather use the healing before going into combat or leaving combat to, like, heal someone up and then still have the damage utility there when needed if the next team fight kind of thing. Hmm. I don't that know. Makes sense. Quality of life thing. Not really a huge deal, but it would be nice. Yep. So, level four, they changed all, they made adjustments to all the talents. So, uh, the Q build, the, the Q on uh, Wavering Faith. Desperately, mana cost is reduction, reduction decreased from 30 to 15. So that's kind of a nerf, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of words there. Desperate please, mana cost reduction decreased from 30 to 15. There's a lot so, of modifiers uh, that mean different things there. Right. <laughs> so that's a, that's a nerf. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, that's why podcasts are important right here. <laughs> High Inquisitor, the W ability, mana return her desperate stacks, desperation stacks increased from 60 to 75, so that's a buff. So the W build gets better, again. <laughs> Indulgence, ease, uh, secondary la- uh, lash mana return reduced from 30 to 25%, so that's a slight uh, nerf. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you have to like, clarify whatever. <laughs> um, they, like- should just put little, they should put little ups and downs, like buff. Yeah, really. <laughs> there's, some, there's actually some like games that actually do that when they mm. put up their per- patch notes, which which is kind of important. Yeah. Um, so, so level sixteen. Oh, so let's you know. So here, I think it's just they want to they want to see talent diversity cho- choices. Yeah. They want to see W. Um, they want they want to see the W build get a, get a, a, ch- a choice sometimes. A fair chance. Um, yes. 
So level 16, Radiance, the Q, uh, healing amount reduced from 200, 200 to 175. So a little bit of a nerf on the Q. Mm. Well, it's a, it's a lot of a nerf, but... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a lot? A little bit of a lot. And then level 20, Judgment Day, the the um, heroic damage bonus reduced from 50 to 30%. So that's a negative. So... I think this is addressing some of the community's concerns, you know. They're kind of attacking um, the major build, like the Q yeah. build and stuff, trying to normalize pick pick rates in along the tiers to try and give her more options in general, which I like. Yeah, I mean, I think these are all called for. I mean, I haven't played her as much in Hero League. Um, no, you know, obviously since I'm addicted to the beat in PFA. I honestly still don't really see her too often. But she, I did manage to get the ten thousand gold or fifteen thousand gold to unlock her before she got reduced to ten thousand gold. <laughs> now I'm wishing I just waited. I was gonna long. say, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> but I wanted to play her, so you know, I like support. So there you go. Um, yeah, so it was worth it. But now I don't have a wolf. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, got your <laughs> the mount. So I think we've you know we've pretty much covered everything that's happened in the last week. Yeah, um, not a not a like there's a lot, but not like a whole lot of like tactical stuff this week. Just a lot of news. Yeah, and you know I think by this weekend I should be starting to play Heroes a little bit more again. Yeah, um, no, with the so. the, the rush over. Yeah. <laughs> I think and my vacation starts in two weeks, so I'll have a little bit more time to balance between playing yeah. heroes. I, you know, I was thinking about playing, you know, playing another hero in, in, in World of Warcraft, but I think I'm just going to stick with my main and not not and just wait for, for the uh, reductions. Yeah, yeah it's just, not a bad idea. You know, so that way I can play. So I can play heroes. You know, the one thing, like I said, you know, I was listening to the other podcasts, and you know, the the general consensus was that the BFA has affected. Hero League play, you know, queue times are longer, quality matches have suffered to some degree. Um, so you had to make, you know, like Kyle Ferguson was saying, you have to, you gotta, you gotta it's like a train, right? You know, you, you think it's gonna go on forever, but there's eventually gonna see a caboose. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so for BFA, you're probably gonna see that caboose in about four weeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, it sounds about yeah. right. All right, everybody. But, Go ahead. So, yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, the other thing is, is like, you know, I do do the um, podcast uh, roundup. And, you know, it's interesting is I'm getting a lot of more messages from people who are starting to make podcasts. They're like, hey, can I be included in your podcast? How do you? So it seems like people still want to talk about heroes, you know. And so, uh, you know, with there's still there's still this community of people that want to kind of, you know, break it down, run it down, you know, of all the stuff. So uh, I'm glad to see that we're. We're not we're not the only ones you know trying to you know make a niche here, nice. and yeah, and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback from the other um, podcasters. You know, they contact me. They say thanks for doing this. Uh, you know, we we listen to your show. It's you know, you know, good job. You know, you know, and I think you you and I we've kept the you know the quality of the show more about just getting the getting the discussion out there. We're not really doing the fancy productions. No, you know, we're not eMove TV. We're not trying. You know, but I think. <laughs> You can't out NPR NPR, so to speak. Right. And, you know, I think as you and I develop like kind of the rapport and stuff, um, you know, and we get more time, we might add there's there's frilly features to make it a little yeah. bit more professional. But just right now, it's money. just two guys talking about heroes. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> that's what you know, this is all like, about. It's like you're it's like you're on our Discord, basically. Right. <laughs> you're forced to listen to us for two hours on your yeah. commute. I mean, a lot of these conversations I have behind the scenes with my friends who play other heroes and stuff, you know, like I don't have a mage player, so I talk to my friends about, you know, what their thoughts about the new hero and stuff like that. 
you know, since they're, like, mage players and have, like, experiences from other games and whatnot. And I kind of try and bring that here as, like, bringing opinions from as, multi as many sources as possible, which I think is important uh, in a game as complex as Heroes, because, you know... The, the more interacting variables, the more complex the game is, and the more there is to understand um, from a top-level thing. And as you said about the podcasting thing, it, it takes time to refine your, your, your format and stuff. And, you know, I have my other po podcast that I've been hosting and changing formatting uh, recently with the new episode format. And I really want to do that more going forward. And, it, you know, it takes time to schedule interviews and people and stuff. And I'd really like to even try to get people on here at some point one day. To try and talk about, you know, like you say, you, you mentioned a lot of different people. It'd be cool to have them pick their brain about a hero they love or something. Try to give tips in a podcast format. Yeah, and I mean, you know, one of the reasons why I even got interested was, you know, I felt like Reddit, you know, the mods themselves, we kind of have this backseat approach. We, you know, we were, the, we were behind the scenes, you don't talk to us. Yeah. But the mods wanted to have like a podcast, but, you know, trying to get our time together when everyone had a free moment, it just didn't seem like right. it was feasible. Since, since you but, guys aren't paid or anything like that, like you're just no, a bunch no. of people doing your thing. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I'm willing to step up and, you know, put it out there. And if we get a new listener each week, you know, what's funny is this week when I posted the uh, on Reddit, the uh, the podcast breakdown, you know, we get we average about 15 likes or so. This week we had about 30 likes. So, I mean, that or upvotes. So people are starting to look forward to seeing the weekly bro the, the podcast uh, rundown. And, you know, I do it because just make people aware. Yeah, I mean, um, that's all it is. Another, another all, way of absorbing it. Yeah, the other thing is like you know there are people that do the the cast on Twitch and stuff, and I, you know I definitely think we might get there one day, you know. But I don't want to do that right now. I kind of like just the format of being audio only because it's, 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 it's it really is designed for the offline. It's unnecessary fluff unless you're showing tactical stuff. But I, I think I don't know if we ever get to a point where we're showing stuff off like tactically about gameplay stuff. We have my platform on my YouTube channel at that point, and we can just yeah. throw a five-minute video there, link it in the description of the podcast, and then there we go. You know, it's there to access to anyone, and that's cool. Yeah, Because yeah. um, I, I, so, I think, too, like, you got to be careful when you're showing stuff off because, you, like, in Heroes and stuff, you they are not – if you're looking for any guide, it needs to be short, simple, and sweet to be – to captivate an audience. So that's my – that's just, you know – YouTube is a fickle beast. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yes. but yeah, and yeah, there's Heroes Hearth too. So I think that that yeah. you know, it's, to me, like Heroes Hearth, with regards to in comparison to Reddit, it's like shooting a bullet and throwing one. But yeah. I feel like for con like small content creators, it's like the platform. I I gotta I, I gotta start sharing more stuff to them. To be totally honest, I just get really yeah. nervous about doing it because I just don't know. I have a, I have a little bit of imposter syndrome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I'd say get over it. Just put it up I know. there because it's, you, it's everyone deals with it. It's just a matter of <laughs> yeah. I, but, well, you know, I started making those posts about grit. You know, and right, I want to yeah. get back to doing that, but you know, my schedule's full now. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, one of the things you know in the, in the next week I'd like to talk about is tools. Um, there's a number of tools for Heroes of the Storm and. I think like here's uh, what was it? Um, Hotslogs developed a character generator tool that actually lets you scale. Like when you're looking at talent picks, it makes adjustments to the damage. Oh, stuff. that's really neat! I did not know that existed. 
you know, there's a drafting tool I'd like to talk about, you oh, know, for awesome. drafting. Um, a couple mobile tools, you know, for having heroes on your uh, mobile platform. Yeah, guides uh, and stuff. Yeah, and then like a, there's a couple utilities for uploading replays to Hotslogs and Hots API, but also keeps a cache of the game. So if you don't want to go to those sites to look at your stats, you don't have to. So. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, so maybe next week's episode we can break that down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that'd be cool to get more things. people because until until an API is added, just giving more data to those things because a lot of people like to say those things are inaccurate, which is fine. Everything is inaccurate if you don't have enough data. Um, right. But the more data you put into it, the better you can get. Obviously, we'll never be to the same level as Blizzard unless they share it um, with us, but, you know. Well, Blizzard, Blizzard did share some data today about Heroes of the Storm. Murky's been killed, like, you know, a couple hundred million times. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So. So they did push that, that piece of data there. So That's the hot API is soon to follow. <laughs> That's a lot of sushi. <laughs> so they didn't uh, say if it was past. They didn't say if it was part of the rework or not. You know the balance change they did a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, in, in testing, Murky was harmed right. this amount of times. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, well on that note, I think we. We're going to close this down. <laughs> yep, let's do it. This is actually our shortest episode yet. I cannot believe it. See you later, right, They said it couldn't be They said it couldn't be done. Well, this is all that. Have a good night. And this is Wenzeltron. See you next time.